2: Go ahead, talk well, about it. Well, the that. only way you can weapon, the only way you can become a weapon is if you know the man needs something that you can only give. See, men can't really weaponize their body against women. Well, that lets you know the difference. It lets you know that men need to eat. Yeah, It takes you back to that eating. We yeah. need to eat. Like, yeah. if, if that wasn't the case, your body couldn't be a weapon. Yep. And so what women will do to try to either manipulate the man to do something, okay, force him into obedience, Force him into repentance, force him into giving her something that she's not getting. Yep. And if you ain't getting it, you ain't getting nothing. You ain't just, getting it. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. And so um, that weaponization, what I encourage women is to never use your body as a
0: weapon. I'm Leterra R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Leterra R. Whitfield. Hey, listen. Before you do anything, can you please stop shacking up with us and subscribe? Come on, let's make a commitment. Uh, I've looked at the analytics and I see a lot of people are sharing our videos, which I'm so grateful for. But it's like a 50-50%... Um, of subscriptions so from viewership to subscriptions so let's hit that 50k mark this season I'll be so thankful for it listen today's episode is about to get hot and steamy <laughs> yeah yeah we about to make some listen it's gonna be really dope I got my boy we are gonna cut up it's gonna be a really really great e- episode um, this brother is a pastor now I know when you hear the word pastor you're gonna like, oh god it's gonna be all uptight or whatever nah this, this is not this dude uh, matter of fact, I may try to get him, if he got some, some poems at the top of his head, may spit <laughs> spit a few bars or something, because this dude is really, really dope. But he's a pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, son of the world-renowned Dr. Tony Evans. Man, that's my boy. He's actually counseled me. Um Yeah. I almost had a little moment right here because I because <laughs> he's the person that actually um, planted some seeds in my heart in order to get me to this place that I'm in right now. Um, so, yeah, it's a special place. Hopefully in the future I'll be able to have him on the podcast. But this brother is the Pastor Oak Bible Fellowship. Um, this brother, uh, he's a chaplain of the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. That's right. That's the home team. We in Dallas, Texas representing. So that's what's up. And man, he's just an all-around dope dude. He's a spoken word artist. Uh, he's joined by by his dope wife she's the reason why he's able to do everything in the spirit of excellence because she holds it down for him uh, welcome to the dear future wifey podcast without further ado my boy jonathan and kanika evans yeah it's good to be here man excited
3: to be up in here
0: with you man listen man i've been wanting to have y'all on for a <laughs> while and yeah, we've season, been talking. but listen season three we're tackling marriage we're tackling all things marriage uh we're gonna um later on in the season we're gonna unpack the wedding vows and one thing that I noticed from you guys, y'all y'all operate in tandem. Y'all are a dope team. How did yeah. that come about?
2: Well, I think the most important thing is that that teamwork. You know, Kanika would always tell me, literally in the middle of our arguments, in the middle of our disagreements, mm-hmm. she's like, hey, don't don't forget we're a team. Really? Yeah. So she's 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 putting me back. Oh
3: yeah yeah yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh yeah yeah, because yeah. when you when you yeah you you you're, here, you're, here, you're like oh yeah yeah okay. oh
2: yeah we're a team. So she would always say, you know, we're a team. And so coming into that, and you know, being able to watch my parents as well, yes, and uh, being able to see that that teamwork makes the dream work is one, yes. of the guy, one of my favorite guys would say. And so, you know, that's just that's what a union is. That's what it's supposed to be. That's how you move forward. I mean, a house divided can't stand. Yeah. And so, uh, the more that you're dealing in selfishness, the more that you're dealing in me, myself, and Iness. Yeah. Uh, the more that you're dealing in uh, your own feelings without being an active listener and not willing to sit in there is the less you'll be able to build a legacy yes. can't build a legacy without the team.
0: So listen, man, and Kanika, I know you can talk about this. You watch a dynamic woman love a husband on a high level. And that's, uh, that's, uh, Lois Evans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of wisdom did you glean from her? You got a chance to get a seat up close and personal. And y'all been married for a long time. Like y'all been married, what, 15 years? Yeah, 15. 15 years, and you got a chance to see a wife love and serve and take care of her family and uh, support her husband. What what kind of wisdom did you glean from her?
4: Really, I just saw her. I could see her influence, but it wasn't always I mean, it rarely was boisterous or loud. Mm-hmm. It was just subtle, you know, even just with your dad, you know, just subtle touches. He just kind of. <sighs> yeah,
2: and it knew. would influence everything. <laughs> well, them touches, boy. <laughs> <laughs> them touches. <laughs> them touches, and well, yeah. sometimes that look yeah. from across the room, it would influence everything. And I would see the change on everybody. Like, yeah, you would yes, see the change? Is. Yeah, I would see Instantly. Yes, yeah, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I, you know, a lot of times I'm like, man, you I remind you all mm-hmm. the time, like, man, you're just like my mom. Just in, just in, I mean, she homeschools all five kids. We got five kids. Five. Yeah, let's count them. One, two, three, four, five. (laughs) We got five kids, 12 to two. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, this woman right here homeschools all of them, even a two-year-old's in homeschool because it's potty training. So, (laughs) so we got, so we got all of that going on, but just to remember the the things that my mom, you know, for those of you don't know, my mom's gone now to be with the Lord. So she's at home. Um, but just that influence just carries on. And I see my kids getting that same impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I know that they're going to raise up and call her blessed. or so they're going to get knocked upside. Of their head. <laughs> and that's real talk.
0: <laughs> so, so what made you decide to homeschool all these children?
4: Well, the kids were all in school okay. prior to COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that last part of the school year, they all came home. Right but it was all virtual. So I was logging into multiple Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. We didn't have enough devices for everybody. It was just too much to keep up with. So we said, okay, let's take a year and just independently homeschool. So Mm -hmm. I know what's going on with everybody. Be on your own schedule. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but it actually has been really great for our family and um, it's allowed us to kind of vacation, you know, out without having to worry about this is school school time. Yeah, because um, I travel. So a the lot. flexibility has been yeah. great for our family, yep. and just the togetherness. I mean, with five kids, that's enough <laughs> for a classroom. So yeah, and a
2: basketball team. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna so. start their
0: own charter school. That's
2: yeah, right. so it's that's been right. good because you know I when, when my traveling. I use my traveling as education. So I'll, I'll take one kid at That's a time good. on a trip. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that they can go with me. It's like a field trip. We're going, yes. we're going to Orlando with Dad. We're going to Mississippi with Dad, wherever where I'm going. Yeah. And so they can sit there and watch me at my speaking engagements. They can sit there and kind of, you know, maybe sell resources, yeah. resources and kind of work. So they and get, get real-world experience. Time,
4: that one-on-one time with you. Too. Which
2: is what I want is the one and one. But let
0: me tell you what's so what's what's so dope about that as well. As a man, it puts a um, a place of accountability around you because you can't go out there and wild out when you got a child that's right. with you. That's true. You that's know, right. so as a man, I, I applied that because you're saying, "Hey, this is my accountability right here."
2: Yeah, it's so, my accountability, and this is what's important. There it is. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's really really dope. Y'all just got back from from Disney World, Disneyland, Disney, Disney World. World. So we went Disney to Orlando
2: World. for a week with five kids. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It was like
2: 90 degrees. It was 90 degrees and she had that watch on. So we knew we was 15 to 20,000 steps a day. Yep. Oh my God. We knew it. We looked at it. We were like, yeah, it's time to go to bed.
0: See, so all need a vacation from the vacation. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> do y'all Already. get a chance to vacation much?
2: We need to do it more. Yeah. Uh, you know, ministry is one of those things that never stops. Yeah. Um, it never stops. It keeps going. Uh, but we're trying to structure our life in a way to where we can make sure that we take care of home first. Because you can't. You know, you can't do ministry outside the home while the home is falling apart. Talk about it. So, yeah. talk so about one it. One of the things that we try to focus on is we have to make sure the home is first uh, before we're going outside of the home to make everybody else better. Yes. Uh, I think yes. Good
3: so good you do a good job
4: can't. of scheduling date nights too, yep. like purposely, or you've even scheduled a couple of away nights for me. Yep. So I'll just, just send her away.
2: Out, we had know? a friend come over uh, the house, and uh, she was like, "Kanika, you ready?" She didn't and, know what was going I had on. No idea. Yeah, no idea. She was like ready for what? I'm like, what are you doing here? And I kind of walked away smiling, you know. <laughs> and she looked at me like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. So she packed her bags and went to South Lake, you know, and stayed at the That's Hilton. Dope. Yeah. And she went to dinner, and her friends were just sitting around the table. That's dope. Because mm-hmm. I, I have to bless my wife. My wife is at home with kids, and and so men will come home like we tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she so at home with she five, home kids. five kids. I, I need to be thinking about how I can give her a break, how I can help yeah. out, how I can do those things. So that's kind of how my expectations, you know, have changed. Like, my expectation is when I think I need a break, give her one. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's that team. That's that team. That's that's how marriage works. Yeah. You know, that the expectation can't always be on, you know, how they're supposed to respond to you. Your expectation needs to be on how you need to be responding to them. Mm. If you said doing when you, that, you think good.
0: you need a break, give her a break. Give her one.
2: When I turned 35, when I turned 35, on my birthday, I got her friends to come over, wake her up out of bed, take her to breakfast. Take What else y'all do? We went Go shopping? shopping. Yeah. Go shopping. So on my birthday, my gift to me was to gift to her. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? And so people don't think like that. It but does, in that's marriage, servitude. yes, you got it. you know, so I, that was my birthday gift because yeah. I felt happy as a giver. That was a gift to me.
0: So how did yeah. how did that feel to you then? Did you feel I was, like I mean
4: amazing? I was shocked, and I was like, "Really, babe?" I know, it's kind of
2: like feel bad. Did you feel guilty, yeah. as I'm saying. You feel kind of Like, hold on, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's you, hard to receive
2: that sometimes. Yeah.
0: So today's episode, see, uh, y'all did a live. I saw on Instagram one day, and. um, that was on Instagram, right? Where you did a live Sex yeah, Sexpectation? Did
2: it live. Yeah, we had Sexpectations and the whole series was on marriage. Yeah. We did like an eight mm-hmm. week series on marriage. We sat down just like this and just And just talked. Just mm-hmm. talked and just poured into people based on our own experiences. Yeah. And so we had to do a two part series in the eight week series called Sexpectations. Mm. Uh, because you know what I'm saying? That's that's real. That's what it's about. So today's episode <laughs> is effectively called
0: Sexpectations. Now, where did you get this name from? She made it up. Go ahead, Kanika. What yeah, happened? Kanika what happened? She, I
4: don't know. Maybe I've heard it somewhere before, but. We, we were talking about we expectations. We were talking about expectations. Then we got to the part about sex, and I was like.
2: Sex expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, she, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going with that one. We're going with that one. Yeah. So we, we had a a good talk on that.
0: So give us a little overview. So tell us what is the basis of the sex expectation talk?
2: Well, the, you know, sex is a great a great intimacy. Right, There's Great intimacy in a marriage where, um, God gives you the experience, um, with one another that you get with him. Talk about See, it. the experience that you get with him is, you know, the Bible is, you know, it starts in a great place in the, in the, in the garden of Eden. Then you got all the work, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, yeah. to the sanctification, try to maintain that intimacy that you had. Yeah. Okay. And then you get the euphoria. Mm hmm. See, the euphoria is at the end. Everybody knows about that. Anybody know about euphoria at the yeah, yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. Euphoria is at the end. You go to Revelation 22, Now you now you're in eternity. There it is. So those that had intimacy with Christ, those that did the work, get the euphoria. And so what Christ did is in a is in a uh what is it, micro, in a micro way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's us experience in a micro way what we're gonna experience in a macro way. Talk about it. Okay, and so that's expectation. Um, that we have with one another and just sex in general Mm -hmm. is really giving us that experience. He's saying, I'm going to let you experience in covenant with one another what you get to experience in covenant with me. And so um, so we wanted to give that groundwork so people can see it. Oh, this is not just sex. It's God letting us experience the uh, the macro in the micro with with one another. And so that's how we got to kick that thing off. So (laughs) you did
0: a two part series on this.
2: You, yeah. Yeah, we did a two-part series, so we were just we were just talking about uh you know kind of the man's expectations, yeah. then we just did the woman's expectations. So we tried to keep it as simple as possible. You can go on and on. Yeah, you can go we on wanted, and on. Wanted to keep it as simple as possible so people can be like, okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? And become givers and not just receivers.
0: So let's talk about that from a male standpoint. <laughs> uh from a male standpoint, do you feel that most men we're always looking to receive rather than give?
2: Yeah, well. Kind of, because men, men want to get men want to please their woman. Right. So we want to give, we want to please. But a lot of times men can be entitled, especially when, if you're, if you're married, you're Mm -hmm. like, we married, so (laughs) you know what (laughs) I'm saying? You're supposed to make it do what it do. Yeah, we're supposed to make it do what it do. We're married. And, you know, Christ has something different to say about that because the reality is that he tells us in first John, he says that if you walk in the light, you will have fellowship with me meaning if you're not walking a certain way, we don't have intimacy. And so a lot of men will say, why aren't you having sex with me? Why aren't we having the intimacy? And the woman is like, because you don't walk with me. You know what I'm saying? You don't, men need to understand that physical intimacy is simply embedded in continual intimacy. And so if you don't have continual intimacy, you can't be entitled to physical intimacy. You see what I'm saying? So I don't think they understand that. I need
0: you to break that down a little bit more. I need you to break it down on an elementary school level so that they can apply it. What would that look like applied?
2: Yeah. So what that looks like applied, and I try to keep it so simple because the gospel teaches you, the the Bible teaches you, what do you do with God to have an intimate relationship with him? Keep it simple. Yeah. Well, well, I get to know him. Yep. You know, I read his word. I talk to him. I pray. You know what I'm saying? I give him honor. I praise him, I worship him, I give him value. You know what I'm saying? And the Bible says meditate on my word day and night. So he's so so what the wife wants, the man is thinking, "Man, that's too much." Yes. But what you're saying by saying that's too much is you're saying Jesus, you're too much. Because what you're asking me to do is really no different than what she's asking. Yes. Me. But I'm saying she's too much. So really I'm looking at Christ and I'm saying you're too much. And Christ is saying, "Lady, it's okay. I understand." because the way he treating you it's is the, way the same the yeah, way treat me is the same way he treat me. He wants all the benefits but he don't want to walk with me. You see what I'm saying? And so really it talk, you know we talked about um we talk about time, uh talk, and tribute. That's if good. Can, if you can keep it in those three things that the Bible says in 1st Peter 3 it talks about the the man understanding his wife. Yeah. Well the only way you can understand your wife is through talk. Yeah, you're going to talk to her. Talking and time you know women love quality time yes you know what i mean and we come home
0: we just like ah, yeah. you know what i what
2: don't I mean? feel like talking i don't feel like doing what you want I, I feel like i don't feel like talking i feel like doing all that but then we rolled over and tap uh, yeah, and yeah like, it, hey, hey, hey hey exactly yeah, see tap you know on she, that little hip right and there She like this
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like joke if you don't get a- up <laughs> yeah no conversation with me ain't saying nothing to me you ain't saying nothing to me tap, tap right there you know what i mean and yeah. so then you
2: know you really know you know something something gets coarse in us as men when you get to the point where you're having sex with your wife, she's she's willing, but she ain't eager. Yeah, she she's just yep. in the bed like this, and then you, you feel rejected. Yeah, you you feeling know, rejected. You know, now. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but you know you're getting coarse when you don't even feel rejected. Ooh, see see now you just getting what you want. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You just it don't even matter. Like I'm not even concerned. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> about not even how you cons- feel? Yeah, I'm not even concerned about the fact that she ain't even involved. She's not even in this. She's not emotionally in it. She not g- mentally in it. Yeah. She's, she's out. She's not spiritually in it. For no, sure. not she's at out. All. But you know what? I don't care. You know what? I don't care because you know what I'm saying. I'm getting mine. We call them the GM men. Get mine. <laughs> get you know mine. What I'm you, you just <laughs> you, you don't want to do no work you know, because we think. See, that's what we talked about. We we get entitled, and so we say, "Well, we married now." You know what I'm saying? So a lot of men won't get married
0: because of that. They're, they yeah, have they a do. fear of that. The fear of that. And see, when I was married. Uh, those that watch my podcast, I was married for two weeks, shy of 10 years, been divorced five years. But I recall clearly that my wife would be like, like, you just, you just think I'm supposed to just jump into it or whatever. I'm like, cause I'm gonna have memories about, you know, before I got married and yeah, chicks I yeah. had sex with before that, yep. it didn't take all that work. So I'm saying, well, why <laughs> is it that now we married and it takes all this work? Like, yep. why don't you just, just get with the program? And yep. she was like, I'm not like those other girls. And, and I was like, Ooh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, yeah. but 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 it's but it convicts me. So right? even while you're saying that now, I'm going, dang, I remember she would say that. Like she was like, give me foreplay. Give me foreplay. And yeah, foreplay yeah. starts way, way like, before like, you touching her. Yeah, way before you touch her early in the day. Hey, just thinking about it, you're so beautiful. I can't wait to see you later on. Hey, you're so this, this, this. Yeah. And just speaking to her and loving on her and giving the yeah. words of affirmation and then and in times when I got it right. Yep. i come home and it'd be waiting for me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But if yep. I got it wrong, she'd be like, I just don't feel like I'd be like, this, this, is, this is so frustrating. This is so yeah. frustrating. Mm-hmm. Because know?
2: because men are microwaves and women are crockpots. There it is. You know, it's, it's a totally different ball ballgame. We're, we're totally different, but we have to look at those differences as good things. Yes. Because they still both are representative of who God is. Talk about it. We're made in his image. And so what I'm saying, so Christ wants that intimacy, but he also wants that time. You know what I'm saying? Christ wants us to experience that euphoria uh, together, but it, it still comes through the conduit of sanctification. Mm. So salvation is free. Okay, you get married. Okay, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. said, yes, I do. Okay, we got that. But intimacy is work. Yes. And so what people don't realize is that the work, uh, that the intimacy comes through the conduit of working, you know, and falling in love with the work. When you fall in love with the work, then the then the euphoria is just the cherry on top.
0: Mm, mm, mm. when you fall in love with the work when
2: you fall in love with the work and that's what that's what we've been doing is that you know we just so in our house we just bless each other and praise each other good like you know we're talking about oh yeah you doing i see you doing that differently (laughs) yeah yeah because you know it's work yeah you know it's work so so she makes mention all the time like Babe, you're doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just just those little things.
0: Yes, it goes a long way. So
2: that we're we're constantly no, we're not perfect yeah. by any means, but we're working. And we we love the work, which is why we love each other. Especially after you know 15
0: years for y'all still to be working and still saying we love each other and we still working. That's yeah. that's the work. That's the beauty of it, is 15 years. Cause I know y'all have probably seen a lot of couples that Started out with y'all and just Mm -hmm. didn't make it. Didn't make it past two years or three years or whatever. Uh, And people, what is the biggest misconception about marriage, do you think? Getting to 15 years before you got married, which means y'all got married at what? You got married about 20, 21 or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was 24. 24. She's older than me because I had to to upgrade. Yeah, you had to level (laughs) up. You had to level up. Get to the older
2: woman. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. What do you think is the big...
4: I think one of the things that you always say is men marry women, women hoping they won't change.
2: Mm.
0: Women marry men hoping Hoping they they will will. change. Ah, That's right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you know, a lot of men won't get married because they're afraid she'll change. (sighs) They're like, nah, I need you to, I need you to stay the same. What they're really saying is let me keep you insecure because if I can keep you insecure, then you'll keep, putting on what you need to put on to, to try to gain that security. Cause a lot of women are hoping, well, maybe he'll propose or maybe he'll, you know what I'm saying? So they're trying to, they want security. Mm. There's a reason for that. I can go and explain that, but they want uh, th- that security. And men know men have learned that when she gets the security, that's when she tends to change or relax. So they purposely, <laughs> this ain't good, but they purposefully know Oh, no, no, no. I'm not trying to get married because it's better to leave you insecure and get what I want. Jonathan,
0: talk about that. You're going to talk about that. Talk about that. You said you can go deep in that. Why is that? Why well, is that? The, the woman's need from security comes from, okay. So in Genesis
2: chapter two, it talks about the, the man shall leave his mother and his father and be joined to his wife. Right. It doesn't say the wife shall leave her mother and father and be joined to her husband. So the way that it's supposed to work is a woman is never supposed to be without a father. See, if you if you look at a wedding, who brings the doctor? I know. It. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. so the father brings the girl down the aisle and all she's all he's supposed to do is pass her to another one. Yep. What's the man supposed to do? He's supposed to protect, provide, He's supposed to provide. Yeah. Right. He's supposed to give that security in that garden that yes. Adam was called to do. Okay, he's supposed to have a job. Adam had had to name the animals, <laughs> yeah. so he's supposed to do all of these things that the father was always doing. Yes, so that the the way that God designed the woman is to always be in the protection of the father. You know what I mean? And that that goes with God the Father to experience um, to experience what God the Father does for us through the man yes. to the woman because of the order of creation. And uh, and so that's why the woman, you know, when she has that security, she can fall in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? When yeah. she has that security, she was like, oh, I can relax. So we got, you know, women who say, oh, well, I'm a strong woman. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is I've learned how to be without a father. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I hear what you're saying. And I commend you for being a strong woman because of the, the lack of manhood that's out there. Yes. But the reality is it shouldn't be that way. She yes. should be a strong woman because she knows, shoot, I, I got a strong man. You know what I mean? And when a woman can fall into that, it's a whole nother ball game. You know what I mean? She can fall into it. And so that's what, you know, Kanika, you know, kind of learned to do. And maybe she can talk about that because, okay, tell them about yeah, your, yeah. your okay. upbringing and just. So the-
4: I um, grew up in a single parent household. My mom got married like when I was a teenager. But essentially, my father lived in the same city with me my whole life, and I didn't see him for mul- multiple years growing up. Um, so I never had like that male presence in my life like that. Because even my grandfather's had already passed away before mm-hmm. I was born. So I never had that familial mm-hmm. male presence. Like and he that. made promises, right? And so th- that was that he did. That was fulfill. part of my break from yeah. him. Probably like in sixth grade, I said I was going to separate myself from him, not from anything my mother or anyone else ever said. It was from my own experience with him and him saying, I'm going to come pick you up. I'm going to spend time with you and not showing up. And so thankfully, the Lord gave me the ability to say, I'm just going to cut that off. At what age? Sixth grade.
0: Really? At sixth grade, you cut that relationship Mm -hmm. off? Mm -hmm. At sixth grade? I know. sixth grade. Like... (laughs) She was tired, but, she, but, that, but I had that's her strength. I had
4: been disappointed that many times, you know, to finally say, uh, I can't keep doing this to myself, you know. Even though I wanted that relationship, I just had to cut it off. So that also was interesting in my dating sphere because I did not have tolerance for <laughs> yeah. any kind of <laughs>
0: – not playing no games, right? I was, just kinda, I, was, I was out there like –
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. you are be on the chopping block quick. <laughs> what, what'd you say? Are, you didn't call me? You say he's going to call me? You got off work.
2: Yeah,
3: Cut.
0: Out. Right. Out.
2: But <laughs> it, for me, it was that, you know, once I realized that, because people need to understand that when you get married to a person, you're not just marrying the person, you're marrying you're the history. history. Yeah. Heck yeah. You're marrying all the history. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have to come into that. So for me, it was consistency. And so over time, as I spiritually matured, she was able to lean into that consistency. Okay. He can do what I've never had. Mm-hmm. I can lean in. I can rest. God wants to give us that, that rest. Matthew 11: Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. Take my yoke upon you. Okay, mm. learn from me. You know what I mean. And so it's important to understand that a woman's not going to lean in unless she experiences the consistency that let her lets her know she can.
0: do want you just sit. Just let that settle right. There. <laughs> Because I have these conversations with my homegirls all the time. And I was like, why do you keep rewarding bad behavior? You mm-hmm. have these guys that are so inconsistent and you keep trying to force him to be consistent. And it's like you mm-hmm. and it's like he he's inconsistent. So yep. why why are you keep dealing with that? And then you find yourself hurt. And then you spend two, three years with somebody that's always been inconsistent. Yep. And you're like, well, and then they actually leave you. And then you like, why did this end up like this? Well, he showed you at the very yeah, beginning. He showed you at the beginning. And. and- what they're trying to do is 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 manipulate,
2: not in a bad way. Yeah. but They're, they're trying they're trying to make him be the father. There it in is. In other words, they're they're trying to make him do what Adam was doing, what Adam was created to do, and they're trying to get that because that's the place of rest. But the only person who can give that to Adam is God. Eve didn't give that to Adam. Eve came about when Adam was already in God's presence. When Adam was already had a job, when Adam was already consistent with God, that's when Eve showed up. Eve didn't show up and make Adam what God made him. So a woman will drive herself nuts. Yep. Trying to change him. Listen to me. Yeah. You will drive yourself <laughs> bananas because watch this. If God hadn't changed him. Come on. What makes you think that you're going to have more power than God to change someone that 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 hasn't changed for God yet. So it's important <laughs> Uh, to understand that, and even in 1 Peter 3, I'm going off. As go, said, go, go, go! Off. First Peter 3, we talked about that. It says, if you're living with an unbelieving man, in other words, he's tripping. Bottom line is, he's tripping. The Bible tells the woman, don't talk to him. Now, it's not saying, don't say anything. Not silent treatment. Not silent yeah. treatment. What it's saying is, the, the Bible says, shh. Yeah. He says... Let him be changed by the word of God through your example. Okay. What, what a lot of women try to do is they try to change him with their mouth. That is the, that is the,
0: that it, you, 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 I, it, you talk okay, hold and on, talk. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. So,
2: <laughs> so you can read it. First Peter three, starting at verse one, it'll just, it just walks you down what to do. Women think that if if I can out talk him yes. or if I can say this to him, I've got him. Yes. Really, the more you talk, the more you push him away. Yes. What happens is the testosterone in the man builds up, and all he's doing now is competing with you. There it is. So it's not gonna go anywhere. But God says, Shh, live this way. Do what I tell you to do. Learn from me. Take my yoke upon you, okay? Okay, and when you when you do what I tell you to do, he will he will be changed by your example from my word. Well, how in the world did he get God's word if I didn't say anything? He watched you. And then watch this, watch this, ladies. What a man will do when you're not talking, but when you're living, is that he, that same competitive nature, he will then begin to self-talk himself. He will, he will then begin to say, he would then begin to say, man, I'm tripping. My, my, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. My, my wife is, man, she she loving on me. She going yes. through, she faithful. She, she doing these things. She did. So then he begins to say, she doing better than me. So that same competitive nature that pushes him away when you're talking is the same competitive nature that draws him near when you're not. You better
0: talk about it. I don't think they understand that. Can it's nigga, a big can, deal. Can you testify to that? Oh, 100%. <laughs> She does it all the time, and I see her doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: I, I see her doing it. But, yeah, I, let me let but me let you even talk. even
4: further, you know, in First Peter 3, it talks about women having a gentle and quiet spirit. Yes. And um, one of the things that I like to highlight is it doesn't say just have a gentle and quiet mouth. So mm-hmm. just because you're not saying anything doesn't mean your spirit isn't saying something. Ooh. So the <laughs> eye rolls, the neck rolls. The slamming doors, slamming stuff down, all of that is so loud that it talks louder than, <laughs> Your than mouth. you. Then yeah. You're still not
2: quiet. Because yeah. it's a spirit about it. Mm-hmm. There it and and God is saying that's what gets him. Yeah. That's what gets him. Because then he said then he starts saying to himself, Man, yeah, I'm tripping. Like he he has quiet time. And the spirit begins to get to him by her actions. Mm-hmm. And so it's really her being consistent. And and listen, we're talking about expectations. All this goes into that. Uh, I know. I know. All this goes into the intimacy. It's intimacy that leads to the euphoria. There it is. You know what I'm saying? There it is. I think that's important. But that's just you know, we just talking. No. Yeah. Yeah. We talking. But we here now.
3: We we here now.
0: (laughs) We in this thing now. So so when you when you look at it, when y'all look at 15 years of marriage, five kids that y'all set out to say we wanted five kids. Who was the one that was wanting the kids at first?
2: Didn't I say four or five years? We always say three to
4: four. Yes yeah because i grew up as an only child i have several half siblings but i never had siblings in the house with me okay growing up so i always knew i wanted a big family because i didn't like being the only child
2: and i wanted a big family because i'm from a big family yeah (laughs) so it worked worked out so it worked out i was done at four i was like oh yeah we good we got two boys two girls that's perfect you know what i'm saying that's perfect i'm done and then she came to me and said i don't feel done and i said Uh, you don't, you know, you don't feel done, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't want to be the guy again, giving. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be the guy, um, to To cut me off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't want it. So that when we 60, she's like, yeah, you cut me off. You know what I mean? And And so we
4: prayed about it and the Lord just started showing us signs of, of another child. Oh yeah. Another we child. were meeting people that had five, like somebody over he played and over football again. with that yeah. had five kids, because we were also worried about his travel schedule. And his country. yeah, how do you do that with five kids? So we ran into one of his football buddies that was still playing in the NFL, mm-hmm. and how they balance having five kids with the husband being away. And then um, we talked to, and the wife pastor. said, "Do it. You should do it." Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, I we, remember, <laughs> we were
0: like we this. Were okay, God.
3: Like,
0: oh my God. Okay, <laughs> okay. all right. We're gonna okay, God. She said, "My name's not God." Oh, I'm sorry. We're yeah. just yeah. having this inner monologue <laughs> right now. <Yeah.
2: laughs>
4: talked to a pastor, uh, John Jenkins. Yep, John Jenkins kids. in Maryland.
2: Six. He's got six kids. Uh, uh, Glenn Arden, mm-hmm. big church in Maryland, great mm-hmm. friend of my dad. he has six, and he was like, oh yeah, God's calling you to do it. That's why you're asking. Wow. That's why you keep... You can't get away from it. God's calling you to do it. And we were like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be careful for what you're yeah. God starts giving you answers. Yeah, and you, then you start like, getting scared. Uh, yeah, you start saying, "Well, maybe that's not God." Boy, what do you think it is? You just
2: prayed yep, the prayer, just yep.
3: coming to
0: manifestation. It's crazy.
2: So
4: what would you do without number five?
2: Oh, I mean, sweet Jade, she got daddy. You know what did number five do to you? She just messed up my whole life. I mean, all three of my girls. You know, they just in different ways, but it's just you know we named her Jade Winter. Because, you know, mm. my cousin Winter okay, passed yeah. away in 2018.
4: Well, I was pregnant with her. Yeah. And I actually had two miscarriages right before I got pregnant with her. And wow. And Winter was one of my best friends. Yes, it she was. She was praying with me, just praying for this pregnancy to make it and all of those things. And then she passed away in July. Then we had the baby on the first day of Winter.
2: Yeah. So that it baby. it was a girl.
4: We didn't know what we were having.
2: We never find out.
4: And so it was a girl. Jade Winter. I mean, just,
2: you know. So we named her Winter. Born on the first day of Winter. as a girl. Winter's husband was there at the hospital to hold Winter after losing Winter six months earlier. So it's crazy. But that's, again, you know, that's just... You know, God is so dope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, those well, little I, details. Yes, yeah. people. God, that's just by chance. No, it's no, no, not. No, no. It's impossible to yeah. to, to yeah. relegate that just to chance because we would have we would have had to have sex at the right time. Yes, her get pregnant at the right and, time. And winter had to pass away at Mr. the right yes. time. Pass yes. away. Then 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 on the first day of winter, her name is Winter. I mean, <laughs> only God can yeah. string that together. Without much thought.
0: He just I'm trying my best not to run around the studio. When, <laughs> I love it when I see God show up yeah. so specifically. Where yep. where where you can't orchestrate you can't say no. you can't outthink him out yeah, of it. You gotta be like, go ahead go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, go go ahead. Just go and that. take me out of it. And you be like, Well, I mean, but you gotta think that uh and you just look stupid. So yep. you just gotta you might as well just say, Okay, God, you did that. Yep. Like because the there's nobody like that. And then and it's crazy because I'm thinking about winter who was such a dope spirit i mean she mm-hmm. was amazing and even when you speak about your fifth child it's like you're just lighting up you know what i'm yeah. saying it's yeah. like do you feel like she's carry? she carries something of the same spirit as winter i talk about it all yeah. the time yeah. yeah and when she walks around i'm like
2: that's how Went walks i mean she she got the same little waddle i mean she got the same little <laughs> it, it's the same thing so i'm like look at we were just talking about it. i said look at little Went. <laughs> <laughs> like a you little I mean? wind over there, <laughs> you know. We can see it, but you know, that all came from giving because she wanted something and I didn't talk about it. You know what I mean? I was, I was like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So I could have done the man thing and be like, no, we're good, based on how. But you know, we live once. We're gonna live once together, and she's asking for something.
0: You said we live once. We're gonna live once together. Right. I need that to marinate right there.
2: Yeah. That's it. We're going to live once together. We're going to just live once together. So, so if we're going to do this once and we're going to do it once together, we're going to have another child. I mean, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? And so when you give, then there's God has a way to return. God has a re- way to return that unselfishness, and that's a part of that's a part of intimacy. Is that when when two people are givers, in a marriage and not receivers see a lot of people are receivers yes they come in with expectations of what you're supposed to do for me yes that's why most people leave the relationship feeling robbed you feel robbed well because you just you just spent all this time with a taker and you didn't even realize you were a taker yourself but when both people are looking for ways to give that's when that's where the blessings just start flowing that's where the intimacy
0: goes to another level and
4: we talked about that from the women's side too yeah, because you kind of did the men's side,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and so um, talk
0: about Kanika. Let's, let's talk about the women.
4: My educational background: I'm a physical therapist, so tons of science and health and all of those kind of classes I had in school. And um, so I like to look at when we were talking about sex expectations. I was thinking about it from the biological standpoint. Okay, so um, for some people that may know psychology, there's this thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs.
3: Okay.
0: Yes. Sure they can hear you. Yeah. Just pull that up right there. Probably, probably tighten the side of it up. That's all right. Yeah. Tighten right it tighten it high. Tighten it. There it is. Perfect. <laughs> there we yeah, make here we go. talk about. Yeah. <laughs>
4: and so, if you if you look up Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's basically a pyramid, and at the bottom are the things that you need to survive, and you can't reach the higher things like reaching your goals in life and your dreams and your aspirations. You can't get to the top of the pyramid unless the base is taken care of. The things that are at the base are food, shelter, clothing, all the basic things you need. Sex is one of the things that's at the bottom. Sex was at the
2: bottom. Really? It was a basic thing.
4: And so we talked about in our discussion how that is a physical need for humans, especially men. I mean, it just is. And so as wives, we have to be... um, we have to know that and know that that's something our husband needs. So just because he's saying, oh, babe, I'm going to give you a break. That doesn't mean we just say, oh, okay. <laughs> and we can't just keep being takers from yeah. the same vantage point. We can't keep being takers. We need to give. And so um, one of the other things I talked about was just women, how men basically have this steady cycle of,
3: We ready all the time. I'm ready mm-hmm. all the time.
4: Testosterone yeah. is there. Yeah. Let's go. Let's any go. time of day, yep. any time of the month. I'm ready to go. Yep. Well, and with women, you know, we have this hormonal thing going every month with our cycle. Yeah. And so it's like a woman has her cycle, then all the way leading up to ovulation, her libido is increasing. Highest at ovulation because that's the time that your she body naturally pregnant. wants to yeah. create. Yeah. And then after ovulation, it starts to go down. And so my um, thing that I was talking about was when you know you're, you're on this high leading up, and your libido is high, go, go for it. Yeah. Go bless your man. Yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait. Yeah, yeah, don't wait. Let the Lord use you. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So,
4: um, I just think that's important to, to keep it, especially like my husband travels. So I got to make sure he's taken care of Yeah. Yeah. Not here.
0: Yeah. Send them out empty. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you got to do, yeah. man.
4: And even if your husband doesn't travel, he goes. He might go to work every day. He's interacting with people every day. He's going to the store. He's going to the gym. Yep.
2: yep. Yeah. And and we live in a society today where clothes is no clothes. So that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. And so when she's talking about that need, you know, this the the, the sex expectation for men from a woman's perspective, like thinking about a man, is that men are primarily two things. Visual and physical. Yep. Okay. Facts. And when I say that we're visual, we're we're dangerously visual. Yeah. Okay. We're not just visual. Oh, she fine. No, we're <laughs> we're dangerously visual. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, he's talking in the Sermon on the Mount. And he says, You say if you commit adultery, it's a problem. I say, I say if you even, even look, look at it. <laughs> but he says, I say if you even look at a woman, which means who's his audience? He's talking about the man. He's talking about men. He's looking at men and he's saying, I say if you even look at a woman. So he already knows. And you say y- mm-hmm. you you and uh what is it first samuel uh first uh, second samuel second samuel chapter 11 David sees bathsheba mm-hmm. in verse 2 he's sleeping with her in verse 4 now now watch this watch this watch this David was a good man
0: yep, yep. See what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: And so it's not about good man he's supposed to be a man after the guy's own heart. Yeah. <laughs> right? Watch this, because you think it's just men. Yeah. Well, that's men. They, they no, no, no. That's men. They just, they just nasty. They just. Want to, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. We're made in the image of God. There it is. See, we shouldn't look down on each other. Yeah. Because Jesus is visual. Yep. Yeah. He says in in Revelations nineteen that I that I saw her, the bride of Christ. She was dressed in fine linen. In other words, he was, he, he he wants to see his bride a certain way. Preach. So we we want to see our bride a certain way. Preach. Just like Jesus wants to see his bride a certain way. And so we can't um, just write that off as, mm-hmm. oh, they just, you know, <laughs> we're made in the image of God. But one of the things that, you know, we were talking about, about being visual is that, you know, a lot of times those things that, that women get in their, their, what is it? The bridal showers or the. Oh, lingerie. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, the lingerie and all that stuff. That stuff be having cobwebs on it. Nobody don't got time for that. Don't nobody be pulling that out. We ain't got time for that. We got kids. You know what I'm saying? We got got all of those different things. But remember, the man has to work. Yeah. And I don't mean work a job. I'm talking about sanctification. Yeah. In order to get intimacy, he needs to talk. He needs to give time. Yes. Well, even for the woman, you say, well, that's too much work for me to put that on. But if you know a man is visual, then we need to do the work. There it is. It's it's a pull it back. If it got cobwebs on it, pull it out, (laughs) wipe them off. And if you have the thought in your mind that's too much work, (laughs) talk about it. If you have the thought in your mind that's too much work, you know, well, women will get dressed
0: for a lot of things. Talk about it and spend
2: hours getting dressed for for a lot of things. But may not feel like it's necessary to do the work for their man. So. So those are the things that that are that's the work of intimacy Mm -hmm. is knowing men are visual. He go out all day and ain't nobody got clothes on. (laughs) Exactly. You don't even have to be at the gym. You You just go outside. (laughs) Just go outside. Tights is the new wear. Yes. For everything. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? And so we need to understand that men are visual, and that's not wrong. But the other thing is visual and physical. Okay. So for us, we experience intimacy. And I experience closeness with my wife and all of those different things physically. Yes. So when when Kanika says, um, you know, the, what is it? The, the, hierarchy. the hierarchy. The hierarchy of needs. And sex is at the bottom. Well, women, okay, for men, sex is like eating. Yeah. It's not just something we want to do. Yeah. It's something I mean, we need to yep. do. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's how we are. Sex is like eating. And in the Songs of Solomon, the woman says, um, in Songs of Solomon, chapter four, verse 16, she says, come into my garden and eat from its choice fruits. Preach. So she knows he needs to eat. And the best place for him to eat is in a garden. But if if the garden is closed, talk because the man needs to eat, he'll find fast food.
0: You better talk about so,
2: this poetry. Do, do you, <laughs> so, you hear this? See, yeah, see, yeah, see, see John
0: yeah. is a, a spoken word artist. So <laughs> I, I know I know y'all flowing with this. Go ahead.
2: He, he'll find fast food. He'll he'll find because he's going to eat. He's going to eat. Now that doesn't mean he's cheating on you physically, but it does. It does mean pornography. It does mean that his eyes are jacked when he sees these other women and it's hard for him to keep the things that he wants to do with them out of his head and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because he's starving. Talk. And because the garden is closed, the healthy place Mm -hmm. where he's supposed to be eating is closed. And so because that's closed and he's starving, then now he's going into other places to get full And then you wondering why he's out of shape in your relationship. Well, because he ain't eating right.
0: Jonathan, you preaching. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You saving somebody's marriage right now. I'm oh, telling yeah. no you. Doubt. I always feel something happen in the spirit realm. And I'm telling you something. Some, some, it's some couples right now watching this episode that are like looking at each other like, I get it now. Yeah, Y'all are yeah. talking where it's opening up some hearts and some minds and opening up something in the spirit realm for people to cleave to one another in a way that they've never cleaved to one another before. And so I want y'all to receive that. Whatever you're going through in your marriage yeah. right now, we speak blessings over it we speak a place of healing over it right now we want you to open up your hearts your minds your ears and receive it we, we come we rebuke the spirit of pride we rebuke yeah. the spirit of rebellion Only, yeah. where you feel like well, i don't need to hear what they're talking about no god is wanting to restore your marriage god is wanting to restore your relationship he said what he has joined together let no man put asunder and that man can very well be you man mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. got to be able to say you know what i'm not even going to get in the way of my own marriage and I, I i'm telling you this right here is blessing somebody yeah i'm gonna keep on no, I'm, just, I'm just here i'm i'm, I'm, no, I'm in so okay
2: right, so where was i so so yeah so understanding that it is a need for man yes i mean it is and you equate it to food because after she says come into my garden and eat from his choice fruits then solomon responds and says i have come into your garden I have eaten this. I have drank that. So he's always, he's talking about, I've had the meal. I've I've, I've had my, my fill. Okay. So he's talking about it in terms of food. Now watch this. Women want men to be attentive. Uh, They want men to be thoughtful. Yes. Uh, They want men to be caring. They want men to talk. They want men to have the conversations and all of that. But tell me how you feel and how you act when you are starving. When you hungry, you can't tell me you ain't irritable. Yeah, you, ha- you hangry. You <laughs> hangry. Yeah. Yeah. You can't tell me you ain't frustrated. Yeah. You can't tell me that that the only thing you can think about when you're starving is food. There it is. Well, what she's requesting of me is all these other things that I can't even think. I can't even think about anything else because I'm starving. There it is. And so for the man, it's important for him to not only eat, but it's important for him to eat in the right place. Okay. That's why she describes herself as a garden instead of men going to fast food of pornography, fast food of yes. you know, women watching and lusting and fast food of magazines and, yes. and all of those different things and to the worst fast food of actually going to another yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Um, those things happen because, you know, the gas stations closed, as one of my favorite preachers, Miles Monroe said, if the gas station is closed, then and you need gas <laughs> You just gotta go to another <laughs> gas station, you know. Yeah. What, whether right or wrong. Yeah, that's the just Car fast. needs gas. Yeah. And it's it's a need for a man. It's not just something that he wants or that he just desires. Mm-hmm. So, it's important. This keeps marriages flowing, and this is giving, on both sides, yeah. that the man is giving. I'm giving time, talk, and tribute. Yes. I'm giving continual intimacy. Not just trying to snatch up some physical intimacy. yes. But the woman is giving. She's saying, "I know he want to see. I'm gonna give him something to see, and I know he need to eat, and I don't have a problem with that." You better talk about. And so it. when both are giving, well, the woman wants to give him something to eat because he give me all this time talking to. He, he's always intimate with me. He texts me for no reason. Yes. And tells me that he loves me, how beautiful I am. Flowers show up for no reason. Like I don't have to do it. He's just loving me just cause. There it is. And so it becomes a, a love affair with the work. Mm-hmm. See, it becomes a love affair with the work.
0: I always say that, you you know, I want a wife that we compete with, who can love each other the most, mm-hmm. where we're just always doing it. like, look what I did for you, look what I did for you. Yeah, okay, I got yeah. you, you got me on this date night. I'm, I'm gonna get you the next one. And then yeah. you just and you just yeah. continue to impress each other and woo each other. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I know I had the Wolfers here, uh, oh, in yeah, season yeah. two, and so they have their standing date night, and uh, we talked about how much they keep that fire burning, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, I've just been gleaning wisdom and knowledge from from the the thriving couples that I've had on my podcast, because um, as y'all know, this is my personal journey as yeah. I discover, uncover, and recover love for myself, taking the pain of my past, the failures that I've made in the past, uh, and saying, you know what, this is where I went astray in my past marriage. I, I get a do over and by the grace of God, I get an opportunity to sit my tail down and learn from God and learn mm-hmm. from godly wisdom and godly counsel and, and do it right the next time. Yeah, And no so, doubt. and so that's what this whole process is about. And I'm, like I said, I'm doing my best to contain myself. Just yeah. listen, y'all. I'm like, Oh ah, yeah, gosh, I want that. You know what well, I'm saying? Well,
2: there's one thing that you said that I want to mention uh, that I don't want to get away from mentioning. And you talked about how, you know, with your wife, you were like, well, my past did that. Why yep. did you do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what happens is 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 what what men will do a lot of times. Women will do it. Women do it too. They do it in a different way, but they, they do it too because a lot of men will be in a relationship and be like, "Why are you tripping?" And it's because something you did triggered her about something he did. He did yeah, dude, that did something. You don't even know who he is. You know, so so you so people do that. But what men have to be careful is, especially with sexpectations, expectations, mm-hmm. is making your wife become or perform your last five
0: experiences. You got one woman trying to perform five jobs.
2: Yeah. And then you mad at her because she's not meeting your expectation when your expectation of her is to be five people. (laughs) And then she, and then she ain't with you no more because she's like, what is this? This is not even us. Mm -hmm. She, 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 women have that intuition. They're able to experience. They, they know that you you didn't hear flipping me around, me, <laughs> yeah. you didn't hear doing all this kind of stuff. Like, what this, where, where'd you you know what I'm where'd saying? you get this from? Well, I want you to be. You can't have righteous sex from a sinful context, so you want to bring in the sinful context to a righteous arena, and wondering why the righteous arena is decaying and collapsing on itself.
0: Talk about well, it's it.
2: decaying and collapsing on itself because you brought all of that stuff from the past. And, and you took, you only took the highlights. There it is. So it's a highlight <laughs> video. So, so you only took the highlights from all your past stuff. Cause there's things you didn't like about that. Either. There it is. So you only took the highlights and you brought the highlights onto this one person. And it, it is devastating for your, for your marriage and your, your sex and your marriage. It's devastating when you don't just grow with your wife and your wife grow with you and you just love each other and you just have fun with each other. But you getting angry, but rather you getting angry that she's not meeting an expectation that she was never created to meet. So I think that's another, we got nuggets just flowing, but this all came mm. from our episodes yeah. of just talking through all of these things that people go through in, in their marriage. What kind of feedback have y'all gotten? Oh, it's great. I mean, everything from people texting me like, hey, man, can we get counseling? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to like. I'm listening to you, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. I know the truth, but we ain't living it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everything from that to just, you know what I'm saying, them comments with the fire. Like, I've had a <laughs> one girl one girl said, man, I'm going to watch this because we'll put out the little clips on Instagram. Just yeah. a little clip. She's like, I'm going to get my husband and watch this tonight. Yeah. And it was about, you know, the clip was on um, weaponization. See, women will weaponize their body. Against the man. That's what I saw right there. I saw that one. Come you on, talk clip, about yeah.
0: I'm going to get comfortable. So talk about that because I. That's what I watch.
2: Go ahead, talk well, about. Well, the only one. way you can weapon, only way you can become a weapon, is if you know the man needs something that you can only give. See, men can't really weaponize their body against women. Well, that lets you know the difference. It lets you know that men need to eat. Yeah. It takes you back to that eating. We yeah. need to eat. Like yeah. it, if that wasn't the case, your body couldn't be a weapon. Yep. Yeah. And so what women will do to try to either manipulate the man to do something, okay, force him into obedience, force him into repentance, force him into giving her something that she's not getting. Yeah. And if you ain't getting it, you ain't getting nothing. You ain't you just, getting it. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, that weaponization, what I encourage women is to never use your body as a weapon mm. because you know what the man needs. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I tie everything to the gospel. You needed grace. Mm. In order for you to get grace, God had to give up his body. Jesus Christ gave up his body. He was, he was bruised and, and wounded okay, for our transgressions and iniquities. He gave up his body. What he didn't do is dangle his body as a carrot and say, when you obey, then I will give you my body. Let me manipulate you. Let me let you know that the grace that you need to feed on, I got it, but I'm not going to give it to you unless you do. I'm going to force you into this law. I want you to be a law body. I want to manipulate you into repentance. I want you to say, I'm sorry first. I want you to be this type of person first before I give up my body. No, no, no. It was him giving up his body. He didn't use it as a weapon. He used it as a tool to bring relationship. And so when you understand the gospel, and I know what women are thinking, you're saying, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" You're saying, "I'm supposed to he's tripping. You say I'm supposed to give up my body." No, I'm I'm saying instead of being a weapon, you should communicate. Mm-hmm. Because you should want to give up your body cuz that's what Christ did, knowing we all needed to eat. You should want to do it, but you should say, "You know what? I want to be in intimate relationship. I want to have sex with you. I want to be in the bed with you. I want to have that, but we need to go to counseling. Yes. There's some things that need to take place." Yes. And once the man sees that the table is open, see, with communication, it lets him know, oh, the kitchen's not closed. It's just that, you know, it ain't clean. There's, yes. There, there's some thi- it's like, we got to wash dishes first so we have something to eat on. If we don't wash dishes, we ain't got nothing to eat on. So once he sees that, once he recognizes that, then he knows, oh, okay, by grace we will be saved, not by force or by law. Gosh, you're teaching That's all that's just, that's just the gospel. When you understand the gospel, you understand your relationship. And what people do is that you cut in any time. You know, I just, Mm -hmm. what people do is they get married in a church to bring God into the relationship and then they leave God at the altar when they go on the honeymoon and everything breaks down from that point. The gospel is the starting point for every area of life. People understand the premise of the gospel. I get saved to go to heaven but they don't understand the scope of the gospel. The scope of the gospel takes care of your entire life. Mm. It it tells you exactly what to do. You look at what Jesus did in the gospel, it tells you how to be a husband, it tells you how to be a wife. It talks about uh, love and how to love in 1 Corinthians 13, when it talks about love is patient, love is, kind. I mean, it tells you everything the gospel is and how we're supposed to respond in our, our marriages. So when it comes to weaponization, you want to think about that in terms of if Christ weaponized his body against you, there would be no relationship. And if there's no relationship, there will never be euphoria. All right, folks. Well, appreciate you having me on. We- yeah, I, I'm just I'm just I'm just going to just sit here. I'm just my goodness. And it's, it's but it's fun stuff when you learn it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I got this. I got Have this. y'all
0: ever been in a point with 15 years? where y'all want to call it quits.
2: Mm-mm. We've had hard points, but we've never said, you know, or if any one of us gave an inkling that we were so frustrated or we just, you know, you just kind of, I don't know if I can do this or, yeah. you know, you know, you just kind yeah, yeah. of say, then the other person would be at a place where they could check the other person. Good. You know what I mean? Like, really, okay.
4: That was probably we first got married. Just yeah. getting used to each other. Yeah.
2: Then one and two. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. One, two, and three, mm-hmm. and four. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to get, get it all together, and you're you're just frustrated. And when you're frustrated and you're in your feelings, that's why mm-hmm. the, the Bible says the heart is the most deceitful of all and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Hmm. Because the heart, boy, will lead you right away from your legacy. <laughs> so weird. It'll lead you right Because you're frustrated. You're in your feelings. <laughs> yeah. And when the Bible tells you, do that's not real. trust your feelings. They're a roller coaster. They will change. They'll go on loop-to-loops. They'll go on hills. But do not trust them. Don't don't give them your faith. Give me your faith. And I think it's
4: important just because in our culture, there are so many people that grow up in dysfunctional families. Yes. Oh, yeah. Such a high percentage of people do not grow up with two parents in the home. And so it's hard to say, I want this type of marriage and this type of relationship when you've never seen it. Yes. I mean, you kind of see it on the outside, but you never have lived it. And I think that was really a blessing for you that trickled over to us because I remember even one point, like we got I don't know if we were dating or married and we got into an argument and I was like this is terrible, Like we just got in an argument and like that's not that's, yeah, that's
2: normal. <laughs> I remember, and she was like I don't know, I'm just, you know we got in an argument and I was like that's the best argument I've ever been in in my life <laughs> it was, I was like it was calm <laughs> It was, He's you know, calm. respectful. I, if, <laughs> I enjoyed it, you know what I mean? <laughs> he
4: did, he did. But I think when you are on the outside looking in and you see people and you don't, you haven't seen the conflict that they have and yeah. how they resolve them, then you assume they must not hardly argue. Yeah. And that's not true. <laughs> not um, at all. They just don't talk. So even for our kids, we don't, like if we're having a disagreement, that doesn't mean we run to the other room and have it in private, because yeah. we want them to see, you know, it's normal, How so to resolve have conflict? yes, but how did how did they work through that thing, you know, because they're watching, too, they're just
2: like, oh. yeah, they'll be watching, they'll be standing there looking, because they're kind of in shock, like, what's going to happen yeah. here, normally they're fussing at me, now they're looking at each other, <laughs> so they get, you know how kids get nosy when another kid gets into spanking, they want to come in the room, they're like, you going to spank him, <laughs> They do us the same way. They do us the same way. So, so we. I, I mean, I think it's that's helpful, good
4: um, for if one or both, or I think any relationship, even if both people come from a two-parent home, that was great. Um, I think it's important to have like a mentor couple. Yes, that's been in the game longer than you, that can kind of hold you accountable and keep you in check, and be like, "Oh no, that's normal," or "Y'all are good." Or, yeah. yeah, have you know? somebody, or even in our small group. We were mm-hmm. in a, in a small group with couples that had been married similar amounts of times as us, and so we would get into small group, and one person would say something, one husband would say something, all the husbands would be like, Oh yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, thought I was the only one. You gotta
2: have that community. <laughs> yeah. Doing it by yourself is you're not called to do that.
0: You feel like you're all alone, the yeah. only one dealing with it, and your marriage right. is worse than yeah. anybody's than marriage anybody. that ever walked yeah. the face of this earth. Yeah, and that's what I didn't have when I was married, and and I think that it was more bridled in um pride Mm -hmm. because i didn't feel like i needed no one else to tell me anything like i was like i know what a marriage struggle with that for sure yeah like i don't need nobody you know i it's my marriage yeah it's my marriage y'all don't know know what i'm going through y'all don't understand this woman and she thinking y'all don't understand this man yeah you know what i'm saying and it's like we never ever had accountability partners where and we went through counseling um, closer to the beginning A couple of times In the middle And then at the very end When I said I want the divorce I was like I don't even want counseling I'm finna go and yeah, that's when you checked I just said we. I'm finna go tell our marriage counselors That we're getting a divorce They're not gonna talk me out of this This is what it's gonna be mm-hmm. And your dad ended up telling me After the divorce I was divorced almost a year And he said You think there's room for restoration mm-hmm. I said Dr. Evans If you don't get somewhere in Sudan, I, know, I, know. I am <laughs> not We are good We friends We actually cool We have made peace with it you mind if I talk to her, Doctor Evans? No, no, don't talk to it. I don't need you messing up nothing. I got going on over here. I am single. Don't do it. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to it. Don't, please, just leave stuff alone. Why you I all know. in my business? I'm good. Dr. You Listen, know, he's a fixer. Yeah, he's he a was fixer. like, he's a pastor. And we were at uh, Carrington's um, um, wedding. Oh, yeah. I was shooting, I was shooting uh, her wedding, and he pulled me to the side. Is there room for restoration? I said, yeah, no, well, he could keep after you, too. I said, why did you say that? We had a wedding. Let's, I'm working. That's probably why he said it. <laughs> <laughs> you had a wedding. You had a wedding. He's like, hmm. Yeah. I said, man, it was crazy. But yeah, man, it's, but I wish I had that all along. It's mm-hmm. so
4: huge. It's so huge. And hey. a lot of people, like, I tell women, if you have a man that is not open to accountability,
0: Ooh. That's, mm-hmm. a like, that's a, a problem. It's a huge problem. That's a sign. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's and, and that's one of the things that I said that I that I, now I safeguard myself with now, especially after I took a vow of abstinence back in uh, December. I did that on my podcast publicly. Uh, I had Pastor Conway uh, Edwards sit on my episode and I just said, hey, listen, I'll visit your church one day in January and you spoke a word that convicted me. And I want you to be on the episode that I take a vow of abstinence. He was like, you know what? Are you going to do this? But. God, is, God has an anointing over your life. Let me go ahead and do it, and we did it that next week, and it was so dope. But I've recognized the power of accountability. Yeah. Uh, whereas when I was in my twenties, just getting married, I was like, "I got this." Yeah, I, I know. Yep. I know
2: what to do. Yep. It. It's a, it's an immature statement. Very immature. Yeah, and, and we've all been through that because I did it too. Yeah, be like, co- in college I was like. <laughs> and i'm tony Everson. you can't tell me you can't tell me
0: nothing and that's the problem it's a huge problem it's It's like and we be thinking that and then so hey if you're getting married and you're you know get some accountability partners get some brethren around you that's gonna keep it real not the ones that be like man you all just step out on the cheat we all cheat no you need somebody to, to, (laughs) you know to hold you and, and keep you lifted up and and to keep you covered but yeah that's totally important and we don't hear enough of that you know, we, we we believe as men that we we all got it together we, to and we can figure it business. out. Yeah, I'm stay my business. I don't even know how my Because women get together and they talk about yeah, their they relationships. They How's things there. with your family. Oh yeah, my husband's this, this, this. Oh, you too. Men be like, Are oh, we good? We good. You good. Yep. You know? It's good and we bad. <laughs> bad. Whole relationship is going down in flames and like, <laughs> now we good. I mean, she you know, she cool. We good. we good. We good. Mm. And then next thing you know you're getting a divorce. And they're like, I didn't even know y'all was yeah. going through a divorce. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we I decided to get divorced. When y'all, how long have you been divorced? Uh, about six months. Six <laughs> months? What? Oh, Hold much. on. Why didn't you tell us nothing? Man, I just, you know, I didn't want to bother y'all with my issues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to put my issues on y'all. You know, They're the like, enemy
2: loves isolation. Mm-hmm. Loves it. Okay. Loves it. The enemy loves isolation. It wasn't until Jesus was isolated that the enemy came and tempted him. There it is. And so it, that isolation, you're just setting yourself up, you know, for failure. 100%. In that isolation. Mm-hmm. And so just know, we, we don't even need to go to accountability, run into it. Yeah. I mean, you run into it. Like when you, you know, you need help. Everybody needs help. Yes. Yes. We run into accountability. Hey, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do it right. I'm trying to be better. Let's, let's do it as a team. Mm-hmm. There you know it is. Mean? Run into it. Don't be ashamed
0: of it. It's good. Well, Jonathan, Kanika, I could talk to y'all all day. Oh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, y'all, uh, you have a concert coming up. I I bought some tickets. I yeah, bought some you tickets to the Lecrae. Table? Yeah, I went. I, I almost. I mean, it was only a couple of tables left, and I had to go grab it or whatever. To, to Lecrae, I said, you know, I haven't had a chance to see Lecrae in concert, but that's one of my favorite rap artists, yeah, yeah, and uh, just a dope individual. So, um, when is that coming up? That's that's so June. So listen, the 5th. you guys, it's June the fifth. June the fifth, seven
2: thirty. Doors open at six thirty, right? Mm-hmm. And it's at Texas Live in Arlington, yeah. in Arlington the backyard in Arlington. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an indoor, outdoor, you know, just has a roof on it. So it's yeah. going to be great. It's got, we got Lecrae, we got um, 1K Few, we got um, Anthony, my brother's going to yeah. be there singing. Got girl Shy Speaks. Shy Speaks is going to be there. So... If you in Dallas or surrounding areas, Ford, Houston, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. Road, trip. road trip with yeah. some friends. Road trip, road trip with some friends and come on through because this is going to be a great time. It's going to be fun. And uh, you can get your tickets. Tickets right now are $20. Oh, so that's, that's $20 good. to yeah. go to a Lecrae concert with many others. Yeah. And it's going to be great. So June the 5th, get your tickets. And you can do that by just going to ocbfchurch.org forward slash generate. Generate. ocbfchurch.org forward slash generate. So bring your whole crew, take a road trip, and we'll see you soon. It's going to be fun.
0: I heard about this dope book you got coming out. What's the name of this book? Your time is now. Your time is now. So the book
2: comes out, you can pre-order it, but it comes out June 8th. And so it's a unique book um, because I'm just going through how really all of time is now. Mm -hmm. And so we're waiting for a now moment, not realizing that in the waiting, God is developing. And so you can't discount the development in the journey waiting for this now moment that's already started. Mm -hmm. Your now moment is a compilation of all of your life. And so you need to realize and have confidence in what God is doing. And so your time is now, that's what that book is about. And it kind of journeys through my story, my mom, um, just being real, just like this podcast. And so you can get that, you know, wherever books are sold. And it's unique because, uh, it has a soundtrack. We took some of my messages and S1 put beats to them. And so Mm. we got a soundtrack S1, um, and there's also QR codes that kind of take you through this, this little movie. Uh, so as you read the book, if you got a visual. You are gonna be Beyonce yeah. up in this mug. You gonna have a whole visual. Yeah. So we put a little, book. We put a little, you know, with the with the little money, I could put it in there. <laughs> but but we, we we put a little visual in there just to type, just to tell a story, so you can read and watch and that's listen. hot. So the whole I book like is that. an experience. I like the whole that. Book is experience. I like So you that. can get that at wherever books are sold and write a review. Write a review for you. Boy. Yes, we lo- would love to hear what you think about. Definitely, it. So it's definitely, definitely write that.
0: You know what? I, I I shot. Um, I took a part of the sermon that you spoke at your the eulogy that you did for your mom, and that video went viral. What gave you not only the strength, but the, the wisdom and the wherewithal to eulogize your mom?
2: Ooh, it, it really came from me telling God, I'm not gonna do it. Mm. it. It really came from with an unveiled face coming to God and saying, you tripping, like, why didn't you do what we were praying for. Why didn't you show yes. your power? Like, why didn't you come through? Like me coming at God wrong is how I built the strength because he came back at me. Like me coming at God and saying, you know, with my frustration, like this was the opportunity for you to show your glory, like to raise my mom up, to take her out of a, you know, to do what you did before. We wanted to see you do
0: it again. Like I was, I was angry. Yeah. You had that Joe moment.
2: Yeah. I was just like, come on, man. What do you? So, and then, you know, he just said, you know, Jonathan, you know, as you've heard, maybe some of you have heard the eulogy, but he just kind of said, Jonathan, you, you're you coming at me wrong, first of all. I'm God. And uh, second of all, he said, you're a preacher, and you don't even understand my victory. You tell people about my victory all the time, obviously you don't understand it. Because he said, if you understood my victory, you wouldn't be complaining. If you understood, you think it was hard to watch your mom die? Think about how hard it was for me to watch my son die. And the reason why my son died, is so your mom wouldn't die. So what you're looking at, you're not even looking at. She's either going to be healed or she's going to be healed. Those are the only two options if you understand my victory. She's either going to be with family or she's going to be with family. Those are the only two options if you understand my victory. She's either going to be well or she's going to be well. See, the answer to your prayer, Jonathan, the whole time you were praying was always yes and yes. There's no other way out because I've already given you the victory. Mm-hmm. And so I was thought I was charging God up and God said, shh, Little boy, I've already given you the victory. And so for those of you who experience loss, um, Jesus has done the work. He's given you victory <laughs> on both sides. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no way you lose. And that's what gave me the strength as I realized in the loss, I won. When Jesus took a loss and he died on the cross, we won. <laughs> he won when he lost. You know what I'm saying? And so when we understand that victory, we understand oh even when i feel the loss i won so i can operate in that strength and so that's where it came from god had to charge me up.
0: <clears throat> when i was at a funeral um god convicted me so heavily because uh you know i would produce all the plays at y'all church for the last five years christmas mm-hmm. and easter and your mom would come up to me at the end of the service and she'll be talking to me and telling me how much she enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. But my eyes was on Dr. Tony Evans to hear his approval. And so I, she'll be talking to me, mm-hmm. but i would be looking at him waiting for an opening. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. And then I'll walk over there to him. And when I sat in that funeral and heard, that lady was a beast. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was so stupid. Like, like, Mm -hmm. I wish I would have, like, I just didn't know. I was like, this lady is, and she was so meek and humble, but she was a force in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, please never let this happen again Mm -hmm. to where I look past the, 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 I mean, she's anointed. She's Mm -hmm. powerful. She is the force behind Dr. Tony Tony. Evans. And he says it all the time. And I said, and I was too busy. Thank, Thank you, Dr. Okay. I'll be right back. And I wish I could have just said, Dr. Evans can wait. I can call him on his personal cell phone. Let's talk. And I felt so convicted in that. And I cried and I cried and I cried as Mm. I just heard all her accomplishments and how dope she was and how many lives she changed and all this. And I was like, I never knew this. She is, Mm -hmm. what? She never acted like that. I have a video that I shot with her and your dad that no one has seen yet. And it's a video I shot when they were opening up the, um, the Grove and they were there talking and talking about the vision of, of the Grove. And that's one of the last videos that, that, that she ever recorded. Mm-hmm. And I shot that and I went back and looked at that, um, about six months ago. And I looked at that and I just stared at her mm-hmm. and I just cried. Yeah. I just sat there in my office and I just cried and I was like, gosh, she is so Cool. And Mm -hmm. I was a little jealous of y'all that y'all got an opportunity to be (laughs) raised by that. You know what I'm saying? But one thing that I saw in that is in that service, I said, God, I want a wife that covers me like that. Because the the way I watched her cover your father and the stuff that he spoke about her and what everybody else spoke about, I said, yeah,
2: that,
3: that's good. Yeah, I said, that's I good. need that.
0: That's good I testimony. said, I need that. I need that. And then four months later, I launched this podcast, and I said, I'm going to get real intentional about it. Each episode ends with me writing a letter to my future wifey, uh, expelling things that that I desire and 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 talking about the the man that I am becoming because it's a work in progress. It's the mm-hmm. man that I am becoming, and I will continue to become. And um, But that seed was first planted at that funeral. Yeah, awesome. And I was like, I want that. Thank I you want for telling that. me that. Yes. And so uh yeah, your mom's dope, your dad's dope, uh your wife dope, y'all just dope. Your sister dope. <laughs> we love you your too. Your sister man. dope, you, you, dope. Just, you know, Priscilla just dope. Y'all just dope. Y'all have a whole narcotics form because y'all so dope. Y'all just dope. Y'all, <laughs> y'all <laughs> dope. y'all dope. You want you want you want to spit something? You got you got, you got a little piece you wanna spit spit. Oh, let's see. We're you have anything think.
2: about well, you marriage relationships? Like, uh you man, got one about manhood. I do have I have a couple of manhood. Um, let's see if I can remember, because I ain't even thought about it. I know it. it. Um, a little bit of it. Yeah, just a little bit. Where are the men? Because these days, it seems like we're not around. I mean, we're around. We're just not around. Because most men choose to be more like the abominable snowman, footprints everywhere but nowhere to be found. We live in a generation of boys that are being raised to be men, just like their mothers. Because 70% of them in the African-American community don't even have fathers and 40% rising in the Anglo community don't even have fathers. So I'm just saying we're around. We're just not around. Spending all of our time in a community that we won't change because simple, we're just not around. We're called to be mothers, fathers, leaders, protectors, nurturers, providers. And many of us don't even realize that when women are doing all of that, they're operating all outside of their created being. And then you and I, We want to take him to the counselor and tell the counselor that she won't submit, submit, submit to what? Submit to a man who himself will not submit. Well, that's an automatic contradiction. And besides it'll definitely create friction. We were called to submit like Jesus is submit to the father. You remember that. I'm gonna stop
0: there. I'm gonna drop their social media handles, uh, below. Listen, uh, Thank y'all so much for blessing this podcast. Uh, y'all are some dope individuals. Are y'all going to be doing anything from a couple standpoint, writing some books as a, as a married we couple? We might. We've uh, been talking about it, thinking yeah. about it. We've
2: done, we did this podcast. Give us a chapter.
0: Yeah, y'all finna do so it. So we're
2: going to take that. Give me that. Yeah, yeah. yeah We'll <laughs> put it out there. It's going to be a chapter. Yeah. Um, but, y'all need but yeah, to so we, we, we love kind of just working together and being able to do this and encourage people.
4: And pouring into marriages.
2: Pouring into yeah. marriages is big for us and being able to use that as a testimony. So yeah. y'all just follow us and... Um, if you follow us, you're gonna follow Christ. There it is. So that's
0: what yeah. social media is for us. They don't get no better than that. Before I let go, Kanika, did you ever want to be a first lady?
2: No.
0: Oh yeah, she was no. like, "What, what do you do?"
2: Yeah, <laughs> what do you do again? And oh, really no. What's
4: funny is when we met, he never wanted to be a minister. <laughs> he would like, be football he player. Huh? Down said, "I'm never going to seminary. I'm not doing
2: that." Anything my dad was doing, I was like, "I'm not doing it." <laughs> So I'm not doing to run as far away yeah, as possible. So, the guy likes you go. when you say
0: that. He love it. He be like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> There you go. You've a whole pastor. She's she a whole first lady. Well, thank y'all so much for joining us on the Dear Future Wiping Podcast. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And I really enjoyed having you. Thank you.
1: Discover. Uncover. Recover love. With the new Dear Future Collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at DearFutureWifey.com.
0: Man, when I tell you this episode blessed my soul and I hope it blessed you as well because it was extremely powerful. Well, here's uh, my favorite part where I manifest my future wifey. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Dear future wifey, I will serve you with humility. I will research ways to dissect your heart to extract all the pain, the fears, the insecurities, and inject my love, comfort, and a safe place to bear your soul in matrimony. You are my long-awaited, beyond all human imagination, queen, Of the ages. I fantasize about you often, how we'll fit like a hand in a glove and move in sync. We'll move in tandem. I look forward to our usage of possessive pronouns like my, your,
3: and ours.
0: I can't wait to hold you as our bodies become intertwined like a pretzel. Our skin will embody the NDIRE lyrics I love your brown skin. I can't tell where yours begins. I can't tell where mine ends. Baby, let me love you. Release years of doubt and embrace your future. I am your future. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently.